Hello and welcome to Chronicles Radio on this station. We are unapologetic ministers of God who crave for the unsaved, prison inmates and Christian brothers and sisters struggling in masturbation and pornography. We must, with the consciousness and the realities in Joel chapter 2, the move of the Holy Spirit in the end times is upon us and God's business of reconciling men back to God is our vision and mandate. In this maiden edition, we shall be sharing real life experiences from people who are addicted to pornography and masturbation. The only place you find solace is getting godly counsel from genuine spiritual counselors. We are on this station live to teach the truth as the Holy Spirit will have us do. Now fasten your belts as we dive into the Word of God. Let this Word build you up and make you perfect in every good works in Jesus' name. The Lord tells us that his people tend to satisfy their terrors not by drinking from his streams of living water, but instead drinking from man-made toilets. Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 3. This metaphor is particularly adept in a world where men such as Tom Lakey's Dr. Drew, Howard Stern, and the and the host of other men's magazines and porn providers providers become wealthy by selling glasses of toilet water to thirsty men across across the nation. Many of who claim to be sons of God, many of who claim to be children of God, believers, in quotes. Those guys, of course, their names may not resonate in our mind because their porn materials are a bit outdated, but some of them are on the internet as we speak. We have about 220 million porn sites and hubs. The hubs I mean is the the hot sex dating sites and telephone sites, phone t- uh, phone tapes, and the rest of them. In Nigeria, as we speak, we have seen people on social media who do phone sex. Meanwhile, the church alone has access to the living water from God's perfect world. But largely fails to teach men masculinity in any area, particularly regarding their sexuality. We are in the era when the church needs rescue, the era when real men of God should expose the secret sins, like the psalmist David said it in the Bible. He said, God deliver me from my secret sins. I believe this is this should be the prayer that we believers should always pray. The era when real men of God should expose the secret sins going on in the sacred assemblies today. 
We saw how Elisha prayed for rain to cease in the land and in a space of three years, rain did not drop on the ground. Wow, Elisha didn't fast seven days or 40 days before he told the king that rain will not fall in the land. We need people of God. We need believers who should direct the affairs of the country with spoken words backed by divine powers of God. We have to take a cue from people, men like John Knox and John Gilly, Gordon Lacey. We need to take a cue from people, from those God's general. Praise God. Our rotten and decayed system and societies needs the likes of them. And that is why this very ministry prison and hospital evangelism ministry is out with a burning message to our world that man needs an encounter with Christ. We need to go back to the ancient landmark where we build intimacy with Christ, where love reigns, where ministers of God's vineyard correct their members in love. How many Preachers today can make a declaration for evil to cease in the land, giving a timeline for it to stop and it happens just as decreed. Our spirituality these days is mixed with so much compromise, secret scenes here and there, crack walls here and there, frustrations here and there. That is why words spoken do not establish any outcome. Let us leave this, that aside and focus on souls. Let's focus on souls. Praise the Lord. The kingdom of darkness is gaining souls big time in our very eyes. This is unacceptable. It is because people of God are not praying. People of God are not doing their work. And people of God have refused to reach out to, to men, men who have compromised, men who the Bible made us to understand that we should not associate with such people, those who make boast of how many rounds of sex that they have had in the week. Just like that's very... Um, a letter that Paul wrote to a church and Paul was admonishing them that they should not sit and dine with anyone who is making boast of fornication. They should not eat with such person. Many preachers today will be reserved. Many, many of course, many will be reserved the hottest part of hell. Yes, the hottest part of hell for letting souls because they don't want to teach this men's sensual masculinity in church and also directs the world to them. They are afraid because when they bring this kind of topic in church, many of their members will, will run away or leave the church. Our Father will require their souls from our hands. If we fail to do the right thing which aligns with God's perfect plan and purpose, the causes for this sin is sin of omission are many. First, there is a pro, pro, 
propensity in many churches to take sexuality out of the hands of theologians and place it in the hands of secular counselors. Sexology as science call it or sex therapies as, as they as as it were whose philosophy is dominated by unbiblical evolutionary concepts of humanity and gender this error this error is this error prevents the church from speaking about men and women because they are only permitted to see androgynous humanity in addition the effeminate nature of pastors and churches causes many masculine men to feel unwelcome in what they perceive as an organization solely for women, children and weaker men. You see that also there is a timidity among we pastors to wade into controversial issues in general and sexual ones in particular. Lastly, the sad truth is that many pastors are also enslaved to their own sexual sins and are languishing in unfulfilling and infrequent sex with their wives and therefore are unable to speak of sexual matters out of a sense of disqualification. To speak of the matters of pornography and masturbation, I must speak frankly as frankly as the scripture do on important issues. In 2 Timothy 3.16, God says through Paul that all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. The scriptures that God breathed for our profit include the very frank discussions of sexuality through the Song of Songs and Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 16 from verse 25 to 27 you might read on your own private time god says at the head of every street you build your lofty place and made your beauty an abomination offering yourself to any passerby and multiplying your worrying you also played the war by the egyptians your lustful neighbors multiplying your worrying to provoke me to anger Behold, therefore, I stretched out my hand against you and diminished your allotted portion and delivered you to the greed of your enemies, the daughters of Philistines, who were ashamed of your lewd behavior. Also, in Ezekiel 23, from verses 18, 18 to 21, God says, When she carried on her warring so openly and flaunted her nakedness, I turned in disgust from her and as I had turned in disgust from her sister. Yet she increased her worrying, remembering the days of her youth, when she played the war in the land of Egypt and lost it after her, after her paramours there, whose members were like those of donkeys and whose issue was like that of horses. In our age of lewdness and perversion, like our Father God, we must avoid craziness while wisely and boldly speaking frankly about the joy and beauty of sexual purity and intimacy when it is confined by the loving direction of God who created both of us and our desires. 
and we must refuse to speak in sanitized clinical euphemisms like calling adulterers affairs, fornication, dating, and perverts partners because God uses frank words for deplorable sin, so we will feel it the way he feels it. The word in that very scripture I read mentioned about worrying and also mentioned about lewdness. Alright? The fear of the Lord brings wisdom. Wisdom is living your life in congress with the will of God by walking in grace within. Wisdom brings come brings every judgment into one. That is what wisdom does. Hallelujah. Read Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7. Read with me. The scriptures continually speak of the one true God as the God of glory. This means that God is to be considered most heavily or weighty in the lives of his people. And that the sinful desires and norms and cultural norms around us be seen as unnatural, depraved and light. In comparison to him simply, until you fear God and weigh him most heavily in your life, you will remain an undisciplined person. So I have provided the following verses of scripture to simply scare you into seeing God in his holiness and power rather than re-envisioning him in your mind as much less holy than he is and subsequently your sexual sin as much less unholy than it is. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 3 we read, For the time that is past suffices for doing what the Gentiles want to do, living in sensuality, passions, drunkenness, orgies, drinking, parties, and lawless idolatry. God's men are urged by Peter to not return to their pagan patterns of reckless living and sexual perversion. John 1, 1 John chapter 2 from verse 15 to 17 we are urged do not love the world or the things in the world if anyone loves the world the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride in possessions is not from the father but is from the world and the world is passing away along with its desires but whoever does the will of god abides forever john's their warning is that the loss of our eyes is continually enticed by the images and perversions of the world in which we live and we must remain vigilant to not love the tempting sins of the world john's warning rings even more true in a culture where where because of technology, it is now easier to see someone naked because sex is free. As many say, sex is free on the internet. First John chapter 3 verse 9 teaches that no one born of God makes a practice of sinning. Yes, for God's seed abides in him and he cannot keep on sinning yes because he has been born of god this is very clear clearly while no man of god can become perfect in this life first john chapter 1 verse 8 god does promise that christian men have the ability 
to walk away from habitual sins of all kinds, including sexual sins, which are commonly accepted as undefeatable foes. Practically, this means that sexual sin should not be managed but rather put to death because Jesus died for it. In 1 Corinthians 5 from verse 9 to 11, Paul says, I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. Not at all, meaning the sexual immoral of this world or the greedy swindlers or idolaters. Since then, you will you will need to go out of the world. But now I'm writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother if he is guilty of sexual immorality. Not even to eat with such one. I think I've mentioned this before, though I, paraf- I paraphrase there. So in this context, it is the Bible made it so made it so clear what how we should detest someone who who loves doing so or who has the habit of doing so who takes uh, uh, pride in doing so any man who claims to be a christian but lives in habitual unrepentant sexual immorality is not fit for christian friendship and community unless unless he repents because he is defiling his friends and their church with his permission 1 Corinthians 10 8 Paul says we must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did and 23,000 fell in a single day speaking of God's people in Exodus Paul warns that throughout history God was so sickened God was so sickened by sexual sin that he killed perverted multitude in the desert as well as in places like Sodom and Gomorrah. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, from verse 9 to 10, Paul says, Or do you not know that the unrighteousness will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexual immoral or idolaters will inherit the kingdom of God. Hello? Clearly, God takes the sexual sins of this of his men so seriously that men who remain enslaved to sexual sin will die in their sins and wake up in the eternal torments of hell. Sure, the naked people you like looking at are hot, but so is hell. Hmm. My single point with all of these warnings from scripture is to imp- employ you to take any sexual sins you may have as seriously as your God does. Now that we have pointed our discussion of sexual sin in a God-word direction, we are prepared to speak of the specific issues of pornography and masturbation that enslave so many of God's children. Someone wrote, and I quote, I remember having a conversation with another young Christian who frequently viewed pornography and told me that it was okay because he had examined the Bible thoroughly and never saw the word pornography or masturbation. But he conveniently missed the mountain of verses that speaks about it. So many scriptures speaks about it. 
the Bible talked about loss of the flesh. So, pornography, masturbation, they are triggered by our lust, and the lust is from the flesh. Praise the Lord. The purpose of pornography is clearly lost, and lost for anyone but your wife is condemned by God as a grievous evil repeatedly throughout both the Old and New Testament. I'm going to drop some texts you should read on your own. Let's read um, Proverbs 6.25, Job chapter 31 verse 1, Matthew chapter 5 verse 28, Galatians 5 verse 3 verse 5, I beg your pardon, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 5, 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 3. The act of lusting after the uncluttered body of a woman is not a sin. The issue is which woman's uncluttered body you are lusting after. If she is your bride, then you are simply making the song of songs sing again to God's glory and your joy. If she's not your bride, then you are simply committing a sin. It was God who clothed our mother Eve after her sin, and it is Eve's daughters who undress themselves for the camera in violation of God's desire that the female bodies be formed, be seen only in their full glory by their husbands. So pornography is so enticing for men because there is a biological connection between a man's eyes and the genitals that causes men to be easily stimulated visually. Pornography has the sad effect of objectifying people into objects with parts, thereby divorcing a person from their body and consequently diminishing their dignity. For the purposes of this of this of this um, uh, presentation of this teaching I do not necessarily include a pornographic such things as nude works of art or a romantic scene in a movie, but acknowledge that a major leech pervert can get turned on by anything. I do include such things as porno movies, magazines, websites, sex tapes, phone sex, trashy romance novels paid operators, lingering catalogs, and so on and so forth. Praise God. Secondly, God's men should not covet their neighbor's wife if her clothes leave little to the imagination. Exodus chapter 20 verse 17. God's men should not participate with prostitutes who use their bodies as a commodity to be rented for a good time. Proverbs 23 from verses 26 to 27. Are you are you there? Read up that 1 Corinthians chapter 6 from verse 15 to 16. God's people should not be polygamous because their father Adam and also and the head, which is Jesus, had one bride. God's men should not be fornicators who slide their hands, which God made made. They should not slide their hands. 
Hallelujah. So, I will also want to look at this. Let's look at this. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verse verse 15 to 16. Okay. However, throughout history, men have been prone to obey the letter of the Lord on these matters. Why violating the Spirit? The spirits behind the scriptures forbidding sinful sensual practices include the sins of the mind where men battle these desires, urges regularly. So Jesus wisely taught that sexual sins are, are committed not only in what we do but also in what we think for example in matthew chapter 5 from verse 27 to 28 he taught you have heard that it is said you shall not commit adultery but i said to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already done so also in mark 7 verse 21 to 23 jesus said for from within out of the heart of man come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slender, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and they defile a person. Thus, sexual sins are not out there in the media, media strip club. Truly, the problem is in you. It is from the sinfulness of your heart that lust and sin proceed like sewage from a culvert. This is the painful and unvarnished truth. The proliferation of modern counseling is ample evidence that there is much wrong with the human condition. There is an ongoing debate in our age regarding what qualifies as normal and abnormal behavior, diagnosing why some people behave abnormally and prescribing and prescribing rather a cure for those abnormalities. In scripture, however, Jesus is Jesus. Jesus is normal, and the rest of us are abnormal sinners with indwelling sin. Our individual lives and the corresponding collective lives we call culture are simply the outward reflection of the inner condition of our hearts. The heart is the seat and center of, of our identities, the essence of our total inner selves that expresses itself outwardly. In word and deed, the concept is central to the teachings of scripture and hearts and its various forms. Practically, this, this all means that only you and God truly know your heart. And rather than trying to obey the rules, you must be honest about the loss in your heart and reduce those, those things that trigger or stimulate you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I believe that you have been able, this word has touched you. 
um, if anyone has any question kindly drop your question or drop your voice notes on the program and I will do justice I will do justice to your questions we thank God for today's um, episode 1 and we are looking forward to having other episodes as we proceed so get tuned to hear more from this channel I remain your host Pastor Timothy Nodim, the convener of Prison and Hospital Evangelism Ministry and Chronicles Radio. Feel free to call 080350-79550. Outside Nigeria, feel free to call zero feel free to call plus two three four eight zero three five zero seven nine five five zero plus two three four eight zero three five zero seven nine five five zero also you may want this program to cut across the cities and nations of the world you can also contact the coordinator of outreaches on plus two three four eight zero three five zero seven nine five five zero keep living the god life make it your lifestyle jesus is lord